Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. It's 10.06 at WILK. I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Roberto. He will be back next week from his vacation. How does that sound? It sounds relaxing and restful. Hopefully his blood pressure is being lowered somewhere, which is great. Great, great news. And speaking of news, Johnny Lucas, do you have the open for this? This is our fake news segment where we present uh, four stories. Three are true. One is false. Johnny Lucas ascertains what is what. Johnny Lucas, are you ready? I am ready. You had a restful weekend, so you relaxed, right? Mm, Not really. (laughs) Mm, Except for you were the judge and you fixed those tickets. Um. (laughs) He didn't fix the tickets. That's just something that people used to say, but they don't say it anymore because it never happened. Yes, it did, but I can't talk about it. All right. Are you ready? We have uh, the, the four stories. One is fake. Here they are. Minneapolis Museum holds family-friendly demon summoning. Because when I think family-friendly, Johnny Lucas, the first thing that comes to mind is demons. Am I right? That's right. That's right. Every time. Good gravy, Marie. This was uh, the Walker Art Center, maybe. Or maybe it wasn't. Was it? If it was, the Walker Art Center held a pagan ritual geared toward families last weekend with a performance called Lilith the Emphatic Demon. Lilith the Emphatic Demon. Demons have a bad reputation, but maybe we're just not very good at getting to know them, according to the description of the event. Really? It took place at the Sculpture Garden and was part of Walker's Free First Saturdays program. Demon traps were created. Well, if they're good, why do we have to trap them? I don't know. Okay, that's number one. Number two. This one uh, resonates with yours truly. As uh, many of you know, I am a realtor, have been for the past four years. 
I work for Century 21 Smith Horrigan out of Mountaintop, and it's my pleasure to help people. Always remember, as my real estate teacher told us, it's not about the money. It's helping people. Always remember. Is that fake news? That's what Larry says. But here's one for you. Could this be true? Realtor accused of sipping milk from seller's fridge fined $15,000 and suspended from job. Johnny Lucas. It seems like a harsh penalty, or is it? Could you believe a realtor would uh, would would sip milk from a milk cart and then put it back in, in the seller's refrigerator? Mm. Mm, a $15,000 fine. <laughs> Then no more job. <laughs> Seems like a what? What does my daughter say? If it isn't the consequences of my own actions, uh, a Canadian real estate agent was slapped with a fifteen thousand dollar fine after home surveillance footage captured him going into a client's refrigerator between showings and drinking milk right out of the container. <laughs> maybe that's where. It, if he had poured himself a glass, maybe this would have been okay, but not right out of the container. This was unprofessional in so many ways, said the seller. Okay. You ponder that one. What do you think? Could that be true? It could be. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Oh. Yeah. Could be. I'm trying to get my – I mean he could have had cookies before then. Oh, you know, maybe he and... had – yeah. Maybe he had downed a, a bag of Chips Ahoy in the car, which is very popular with real estate agents on the go. Study finds 96% of Americans willing to – Kill anyone who makes them wait for more than 10 seconds for anything. Oh! Johnny Lucas, have you seen this before your very eyes where you're in the store and people are throwing a fit because it's taking too long? Yes. Okay. Could a study show, a new study published by the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, found that 96% of Americans were willing to kill anyone who made them wait more than 10 seconds for anything. Our findings show that if punishments were no obstacle, if punishments were no obstacle, the vast majority of Americans are prepared to wrap their hands around the neck of anyone who is forcing them to be stuck in congested traffic or standing in a slow-moving line for a bagel. Hmm. Is that believable? Maybe. And lastly, Oh, dear. Some of these have a lot of, uh, what do I want to say, ads on them. Uh, this is about an upstate woman, New York, uh, an upstate woman from New York who got in trouble for uh, an inspection sticker that she had. Police didn't have to inspect too closely to realize that this woman uh, had a comically fake New York inspection sticker her crudely executed scheme was exposed when her car was pulled over for a traffic violation. She was actually in the passenger seat and because she didn't have a, a driver's license, according to police. That's when uh, troopers noticed a homemade piece of paper on the front windshield attempting to represent a New York inspection sticker. The doodle was drawn on a piece of paper that was colored with yellow crayon in the same fashion as a recognized sticker. The woman allegedly scrawled safety EMM. Well, she spelled every word wrong, but I like that. The safety M inspection on the paper. 
Whoops, Johnny Lucas, would you ever try something like this? No. No. You know, you're a law and order guy, as we found out, when you really wouldn't fix those tickets at the uh, Kilbasi Festival. That's okay, right. so back to where we are. We had the Minneapolis Museum that had the uh, the demon thing <laughs> where they tried to show people that demons, little children, that demons aren't really that bad. We had the Canadian realtor who was fined $15,000 and suspended for drinking milk right out of the container of the seller's house. We have the Las Vegas survey that found 96% of Americans were willing to kill anyone who makes them wait for more than 10 seconds for anything. And we have the lady who made up her own inspection sticker. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think uh, the hmm. oh no the the, the, de- the demon sums <laughs> no that was real it that was, was yeah it was the oh. the story about the people who are willing to kill anyone who makes them wait Johnny Lucas let's not tell Jake about this today no we won't if if do you think he'll ask. I don't know. He might. I don't think uh, he will. So let's try to keep what, – what do they call this? We'll keep it on the down low. Yes. Uh, on the QTs. On the QTs. Uh, yeah, so uh, what I want you to do – and I thought this was fairly obvious, although the demon yeah. thing was out of control. Yeah, the demon th- thing sounded a little bit and, – uh, and it didn't say they – it said they were willing to. Well, you know what? Maybe were, if that yeah. survey was really done, it would be accurate. If, if yes. there were uh, – regardless of the penalty, I'm willing Okay. Well, thanks for playing, and I'm sorry for your troubles. But we'll we'll do a better job tomorrow. I'll make I'll make it so abundantly clear that it's fake that you're going to win. Uh, do I get a consolation uh, consolation prize of uh, tur- you, turtle wax? I I actually have maybe we'll bring you something tomorrow that um, I think you'll like. How's that? Okay. I can't be. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the surprise. So I'm going to try to put a note in my phone to bring you something tomorrow that I think you'll like. Okay. All right. Uh, did anybody go to Madison Square Garden over the weekend to see this uh, show by Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind, and Fire? I wonder because a lot of people do go to Madison Square Garden who live here. This to me is just – it's unacceptable. I'm sorry. It's just unacceptable. And then I have a question for you. Over the weekend, the show by Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind, and Fire – at Madison Square Garden, sold out 20,000 tickets. 20,000 tickets were sold for this show. And uh, it was canceled. Why? Listen to this. This is a good one. It might be true. I don't know. Sometimes I look at this stuff and I, I do the deep eye roll because I have to wonder why Lionel Richie wouldn't do a sound check. It seems as though if you're having 20,000 people come to see you, a sound check might be in order. But it was canceled when Lionel Richie was unable to fly into New York City due to poor weather conditions. Does this sound like a believable excuse or is this more like the dog ate my homework? I mean, anything's possible. But why wouldn't he be there already for the show? And why didn't Earth, Wind & Fire start their their part of the show? The 20,000 fans in attendance – some of whom spent hundreds of dollars on tickets and hotel rooms blasted the iconic singer for making them wait all night long. And that's a pun in the story by the New York Post. Due to severe weather and being unable to land in New York and surrounding areas, I'm unable to make it to the show tonight. 
He tweeted at 8.31 p.m. The show started at 7.30, allegedly. I'm so bummed. Wow. We are rescheduling this show to Monday, August 14th. Can't wait to perform. I have to wonder about this. Why wouldn't he be there already? Talk about cutting it close. My question to you is just, this has never happened to me in this kind of time frame where the people were in the venue already and that it was canceled. Did this ever happen to anybody listening today? Did you ever go to a show, you were there on the ground or maybe even in the parking lot and they canceled it? Of course, this is also an indoor show, so you can't really blame the weather. You can't blame any anybody but Lionel Richie himself. And if it were you and you had spent the money to get a hotel and, and for the tickets and maybe you had dinner already, would you go back today? I guess the show is today. And Earth, Wind & Fire is actually scheduled to perform elsewhere. So there's a, some kind of uh, questioning as to whether they will even be there today for this show. Did this ever ha- – this is terribly disappointing and I would be irate if it was me. Did this ever happen to you where you were on the ground for the show and it was canceled while you were waiting in the venue? It does happen at times and sometimes these excuses that performers use are a little bit – they're a little bit thin. Let me know. Send me a text. 570-883-0098, uh, You are listening to WILK. Another band classic. I hope you're enjoying these as much as I am. I know one person wrote and they don't enjoy them, but that's okay too. 570-883-0098, Before I take the call, I'm going to mention this story that perhaps uh, two terabytes of information in the January 6th investigation appear, and I say appear because maybe they will appear in time, but for now, uh, Barry Loudermilk, who is a representative from Georgia, chairs the House Oversight Subcommittee, and uh, he says that there's some stuff missing that they can't find. Uh, I guess if they find it, we'll have to say whoopsie, but where are the things they are looking for? They say the the way the documents were saved was very sloppy. Nothing is indexed. There's no table of con- contents. Uh, they, it's uh, raw data. Some of the um, depositions appear not uh, at at this point, but we will always leave the door open for somebody to come forward and say, "Oh no, here they are." It's funny how things go missing, isn't it? So that's uh, what's going on, and certainly, if if the taxpayers were on the hook for all of this uh, investigation, shouldn't there be uh, a a better way of, of preserving? Now, look, I'm sloppy. I I don't preserve things the way I should, but I am not the government, and I am not uh, a big investigative outfit. It would, I would think that they would have a bunch of people on the staff that knew something about digital, digital preservation to do this. But again, what do I know? It seems like it would make sense. They don't have 
anything, uh, according to Barry Loudermilk, they don't have anything about security failures at the Capitol, and they don't have videos of the depositions. Well, why don't they? Maybe they're on a, another hard drive. Who knows? But I would think that because this was such a big shot investigation, there should be the pieces there. Let's see what Donald has to say. What's up, Donald? What's up, Donald? Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Good. Okay, great. Mike Pence said it all. He's not really putting the whole, his feet, the, the blame of January 6th on the feet of Trump. He was there when it all happened. He said Mark Meadows was a gatekeeper, and he was bringing these insane lawyers and advisors in. Boneheaded advisors telling Trump he could overturn the election and stuff instead of bringing good people in. So he laid it on the in front of Chuck Todd. He said, "Yeah, he's a gatekeeper, Mark Meadows. He's the one that did this uh, with this uh, with this crazy idea that he could overturn all the right, results all right, of the election." All right, all right, Donald. So if so, uh, what what do you want done to Mark Meadows? Well, I'm just saying that's, that's part of the problem. If you had, uh, I, I say, a check on your thing, we had to remember during COVID, temperature and a mask to go in there. If you had anybody in the studio, you don't have to pay attention. Everybody got sick and the whole studio crashed with COVID. It'd be, that wouldn't be the gatekeeper's fault. You think, like, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 a lot of this stuff is, is, is because of these, these boneheaded, just Biden's doing the same thing. He's getting beat by an insurrectionist. Who's he listening to? A bunch of transgender people that are, are out of touch with reality. So now, how, how do you get beat by a, if the election was the mark? Trump would beat him. He's getting beat, to my view, by an insurrectionist. He's totally out of, out of the realm of reality with these boneheaded advisors. What do you think? I feel like I'm in a fever dream. So, what what do you want, Donald? Basically, done here. I'm I'm trying to tell you that what that, I'm doing myself. Okay. I'm I'm, right. uh, yeah, I'm coming on your channel. I'm hitting handy right now with these uh, advertisements. What what people uh, the majority of the American people want from government, morality, and stuff. I, I have them on. I'm well. I'm on to your competitor this year, this month, but next month I'm going to be running them on your station and every other station. So you bought advertising. Election. You bought advertising. Is that what you did? Yeah, yeah, I have ads coming out. I have an ad on Hannity. It's on Hannity. It's on. How are you paying uh, all, for it all on, this? I say it, it was on you. You it this morning. How, how, so are you, said, how, just like, how are you paying for all this? Well, I, I, I'm okay. Oh, but, okay. Uh, you know, it was, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. All right. You know, I wasn't poor. I mean, I worked all my life. You know, I'm doing all right. My son's doing real good. You know. Oh, good. Well, all right. I'm gonna. Li- I didn't hear your ad, Donald. I apologize for that, but I will be listening. No, no, no. You, you'll, you'll be here. It'll be coming over on your station too. Like, you know, the play. I just want people to get it out there, and uh, just, just, you know, just do it for my country. Really, this is just basically for charity. Just to get the country on the right track. But it's, it's very good. If you're here, it'll be on Hannity today at three, and and some you know, all week, and and uh, next month I'm gonna. I told Bob I run on his show. You know, great. And you guys. Thank you, Donald, for that. All right. So, uh, Mike. My thesis stays true that I began the show with. Um, It is impossible to ascertain who in the government is being truthful with you. That's my my overriding theme today with the J6 committee. If for some reason they can come up with the missing things, that would be great. But if they don't, what does that t- what does it tell you? Does the fact that some of the stuff appears and I'm saying appears at this moment <laughs> to be missing, does that seem problematic to you? It, it's also a common theme in government when when people are being investigated that 
things go missing and information that goes missing seems to be critical, crucial, can either uh, lead to somebody being accused or exonerated. Some of this is just absolutely stunning to me. And I would hope that in the future we could get some kind of answers. As we mentioned, uh, Barry Loudermilk uh, is the, the guy who is on the House Oversight Subcommittee. He's the chairman. He is saying that uh, the data that was turned over to the Oversight Committee is sloppy. It has gaps in it. And it's a total mess. And he's uh, laying the the blame at uh, the blue team, the investigating arm of the uh, January 6th committee that looked into uh, threats prior to this uh, riot on January 6th at the Capitol. And uh, documents supporting that work are for now, hopefully they find them, are missing. He told uh, Fox Digital that sources have told him the blue team was essentially shut down by the committee to focus on placing the blame on former President Trump. And if that also turns out to be true, these guys should uh, be called into account and brought forward and asked, is that true? Anyway, it's 1030 here on the show. 570-883-0098. Uh, I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Cadaro. We'll be back after this uh, brief break. I'll tell you about the weather and we can continue this uh, discourse about uh, the lack of trust <laughs> that I found in all these stories over the weekend in uh, your esteemed government. So stay tuned. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Valerie Smock. We have increasing clouds today, some showers, high 84, cloudy tonight with some rain, low 68. And for Tuesday, sun and clouds, chance of showers and thunderstorms, and a high of 83. We have 70 degrees and partly sunny skies here at WILK. I have breaking news for the people of northeastern Pennsylvania from our friend Matt Birkbeck, the author of uh, the book, The Life We Chose. And he was on our show and we had uh, Big Billy D'Elia on. And this was when I was filling in for Bob. 
it was great to have both of them here. And now uh, it's your chance to see them at uh, Barnes & Noble. They are coming in on uh, Friday, August 25th. Uh, both the author and Big Billy will be there. Get your book signed uh, by the two of them if you feel the need. And uh, it runs from 5 to 8 at uh, the Wilkes-Barre Barnes & Noble in the Arena Hub Plaza. But listen to this, so uh, pay attention. In order to attend, you must purchase a copy of the book at the event or show proof that you did buy it at the Barnes & Noble or at bn.com at the door. And then there's going to be a wristband. This is like uh, Matt and Billy live in concert, one night only pay-per-view. And you'll get a wristband for the signature line. Books will just get signatures. Uh, they won't be personalized. Mm. Guests may have up to three books signed per person. Uh, photos with Matt will be permitted as long as they don't feature other customers or employees without their permission. A lot of rules to this event, but it is coming up if you want to go on Friday, August 25th at uh, Barnes & Noble in the Arena Hub Plaza. Matt just sent this to me, so I thought I would tell you about it because he's our friend, and he's done uh, a good job with the book. Anybody else finish it off yet? Yeah, right? It's a required summer reading like at uh, the beach. So people are <laughs> dubious. I don't – look, you're allowed to be dubious in this day and age. I don't blame you one bit for not trusting anybody. And it's a terrible feeling to have, but maybe in certain situations, it's the right thing to do. We have in our lives that small circle of people that we trust implicitly, and that small circle of people does not normally include the federal government. And people are writing in that if uh, the Democrats had won Congress, the evidence for the January 6th investigation uh, wouldn't have gone missing because they could have kept it under wraps and whatever. But uh, since there's been this uh, little paradigm shift, there you go. So they don't have the evidence because the Republicans won Congress. It's as simple as that. And somebody said uh, Hillary Clinton was in charge of keeping those records. But she was not. That is just humor. And I understand. Anybody else have deep deep, deep distrust after what I've told you today that now, now they tell us that Iver Micton is okay to take for COVID. Now they tell us, now they tell us that the information from January 6th has gone missing. Now they tell us that there may have been profiteering going on during the COVID-19 pandemic from scientists. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is a little bit hard to swallow. If you have any input on this and, and you'd like to talk about who you do trust, because that is probably an even smaller circle than the people you don't trust, I'd love to hear from you. Is, is any of this making you slightly agitated today? 570-883-0098, 1-800-437-0098. I also mentioned that uh, inflation did 
did tick up in July. And the the one thing that was uh, the the most obvious out of of what happened here was food, which went up 4.9% in July. And anybody who goes to the supermarket on a regular basis, you experience a lot of sticker shock when you see things in the store that used to be somewhat reasonably priced and now are uber expensive. So uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, not me, the the BLS released uh, the data on Thursday that shows the price of food went up uh, 4.9% in July. Uh, a lot of this is laid at the feet of rising beef prices, but that's not all. And as somebody who shops all the time, I can tell you that a lot of things have escalated out of control. And the one thing that, as I told you in one of the previous hours of the show, is that the price of produce is not only out of control, because it is, but the produce is lousy. And if somebody is in the the grocery industry, please tell me why. And, and there may be a very legitimate explanation for why everything is so terrible. I don't know the answer. I have suspicions and and I don't know the uh, the rules for for putting produce out and pulling produce. I just don't know them. But I bought a bag of potatoes a couple weeks ago, and it was half rotten, half for five dollars, five dollars worth of rotten potato. Remember back in the day, potatoes were like ninety nine cents for a five pound bag. I know the world is changing, and you just have to accept it, but I can't. What is going on here? So we're getting the double whammy of a super expensive produce in the middle of summer that is lousy. Maybe they changed the way that they throw things out. Maybe the produce they're getting is not that great because of the weather. I don't know the answer, but I'm asking if anybody has any insider information on this. Is it because of the the condition of the uh, farmland in the country that it's lousy? Is it because of the drought? the rain, the the terrible conditions? Are they hanging on to it longer? And what, it's so expensive and lousy, which is a, a double whammy. So if you have insight on this, I'd love to know. But we'll talk more about uh, the CPI showing that uh, grocery prices are not improving. 570-883-0098, I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Kadar today. Turns out that the Nazareth referred to in that song is actually the Nazareth in Pennsylvania where Martin Guitar is. And Robbie Robertson was uh, strumming his guitar. He looked inside and there was a stamp that it was manufactured in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. And that's how the weight has that famous line in it pulled into Nazareth. And is a great song written by Robbie Robertson, who passed away last week at the age of 80, was a very influential songwriter, a great guitarist, a movie maker, just an all-around talented guy. And Garth Hudson 
who played keyboards in the band, is the only living member of that group, and he's he's not in good shape. He's, uh, I think he's bedridden, and that's it. What a Garth Hudson is super talented. Absolutely, those those keyboard parts in in all the songs are fantastic, especially in that song "Chest Fever," which is that's an amazing, amazing track. We we're very lucky. I feel that I grew up in an era that had a lot of good musicians. Musicianship doesn't seem to be the key anymore to music. It just doesn't. It, it seems to be something else that I don't quite understand, and that's fine. If the world moves on, I'm willing to accept it. That's just fine. It's just that there was something very special about the way these songs were, were written and uh, performed and the instruments were played on them. That's all. Here's Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, Sue. Uh, you mentioned uh, inflation, but before I get to that, you're talking about music doesn't seem to be what it's like anymore. Now, Taylor Swift is doing her big billion-dollar uh, world tour, right? And uh, that, that's to me, it's, that's huge, making a billion bucks. Uh, I have uh, daughters that are Swifties, and they've gone to see her twice this year. And they've already got tickets to see her. I believe it's next November wow. in Miami. In Miami. You know, and they, it was all pumped up. You know, you had to get into this lottery to earn the right to rot, to buy these tickets. And once you buy them, they can't be sold at markup on Ticketmaster, but that's not going to stop them from selling them on the other outlets. But it's just crazy what's happening, uh, you know, with the pent-up demand. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I fell prey to it, but I actually went to see Bruce Springsteen uh, after the pandemic lifted and he started touring, paid the big bucks. And uh, so, hey, it's not what it was when we were kids. Let's say that, the music. Well, I mean, but this generation now has the music they like, and that's fine, too. I, it's just, it's, I guess it's not for us. That's all. No, no, no. Hey, but there is a lot of good music out there. Now, you were talking about inflation. <clears throat> and what I'm hearing, there's a phrase they use a lot on the business shows. America is the cleanest shirt and the dirty laundry. Okay, so <laughs> yep. Yep, So the, the money's coming here. But to, in my mind, that doesn't mean it will always be coming here. And a couple of data points to support my belief. Uh, last week we learned that the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, Joe Biden admitted it wasn't really that much about uh, lowering inflation. You know, it was a, the Build Back Better, you know, all their pet projects. Hold, hey, Mike, involved. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you. Hang on. We have a, the Bloomberg Money Minute coming up on WILK. 570-883-0098. if you have uh, things to say about why you think that uh, food prices are, are ticking back up. I'd love to hear it. it. It obviously has to do with the price of fuel, but that's that's squarely on the shoulders of Joe Biden. If you look at his uh, green policies, which have destroyed so many things. Here comes the Bloomberg Money Minute on WILK. Oh, that is our angelic girlfriend, Emmylou Harris, with the band on Evangeline, which was recorded post-show after the last waltz, and uh, I think about Robbie Robertson, and I think about Levon Helm, and I think about her, and I think about how great we had it. And Jim Cullen, who is a, a known musician in northeastern Pennsylvania, wrote to me 
and uh, said that his band, Gibbs and Cullen, did open for some of the band. It wasn't the band proper, but it was Levon Helm and Rick Danko at the station. And that's the concert I did go to. So I'm glad he straightened that out because I could find no information anywhere. So I thought perhaps I was hallucinating. But I was I vaguely remember being there. It was so long ago. But I thank him for straightening that out. All right, Mike, sorry to break up your train of thought, but go back to where you were. Yeah, it kind of made me crazy. I, you say you had to break for something, and I'm hearing my voice, and I'm thinking, my gosh, he's breaking for a guy that sounds just like me. Oh, anyway. yeah. See, Mike, this old age does not come alone. <laughs> no, it's, it honestly threw me. Okay, I said we're the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry. Okay, now, <clears throat> that is true now, but it doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. In the Fitch Rating Agency, which uh, looks at debt and rates how likely the uh, borrowers are going to be to repay that debt, downgraded American uh, federal debt. And if you listen to the news, like I do a lot, the reasons they stated was uh, like one-time expenditures, uh, that the two parties don't work together, you know, the the disagreement in parties. But the other reason that they mentioned that wasn't really uh, broadcast was America is spending too much money. And they're borrowing too much money. And that is the reason why. It's a recipe for disaster, Mike. It, it absolutely is. And now, as far as food prices, Sue, now there's a lot of things going on. Uh, obviously, the Ukraine war. Uh, Ukraine was known as the breadbasket of Europe. Right. Okay. So a lot of their stuff's not getting out of there. Then in other areas of the country, and I'm not that familiar with it, but there's some type of disease that came out that started to run rampant, and they had to harvest the wheat prior to it uh, reaching its full maturity. That cuts down on yield. And then here, specifically in the United States, we obviously have we we're the biggest exporter of food in the world, but we also import a lot. You go to the grocery store or Aldi's or anywhere, and you can see the labels where it's coming from. And we have to pay those people with our dollars for the stuff we buy. And the uh, the, the borrowing and the wasteful spending that we're having here is causing our dollars to go down in value. So those folks, obviously, they're business people. They want more dollars for their stuff. Now. The other thing that's not being talked about, and I don't want, you know, I'm going to be criticized for this, but if we let up to, they're saying now, up to 7 million people into this country, and from what I'm hearing is the reports coming from the South that the numbers are actually expected to increase throughout the rest of the year to get them in here, those people have to eat. Right. They have to fill up their grocery carts. That increases the demand. And we all know what happens when you in de- increase demand on, on food and items in the grocery store. The prices go up. We saw it during the pandemic when there were runs on certain things. Right. So that that is a cause. So there's a lot of causes. And I, I just I, I, I find it hard to believe that we're not talking about them honestly. And when you say talking about them honestly, you just illustrated perfectly that the January 6th committee says, oh, we don't have these records you need. Now, come on. Do you think that that stuff doesn't exist? I, I don't oh, know uh, Mike, anybody... I, I, have, I have updated information on that. Oh, let's hear it. Major the dog ate those records. Oh, Sue, it's too <laughs> early in the day. 
to do that to me. <laughs> I was waiting for a revelation. No, and the dog, the no dog. it's that dog. He ate a Secret Service agent and all those records. Oh, what Lord. a tragedy! I, what? What? A, are we in a mess or what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you know yeah, what, Mike? A, I, I like to think about us as being somewhat fortunate because we have this resilient quality about ourselves that no matter what's going on, I feel that we're still going to be okay. How do you feel? Well, oh, as far as the country goes? Yeah. Oh, I, listen, I'm I'm having my doubts. You I stop really, now. Really no. No. We, we're I've re- learned in life, Sue, anything can happen. True, but that's why we're resilient and we're prepared. And we have a lot of paper towels and toilet paper in case there's a, another emergency, right? Amen to that. All right. Hey, let me real quick. How'd you feel when people, you know, with your beliefs during the pandemic and, and all that stuff, people would call you a white nationalist and a racist <laughs> and all that. Did, did that hurt you at all? No. Your feelings? No, because no. I consider the source of all the people who do that. I got to let you go, Mike, but always a pleasure. Okay. It's 11 o'clock. Brian Hughes has our news and the weather and all that jazz. And we'll be back on this beautiful edition of the Bob Cadaro show. I'm Sue Henry sitting in for Bob. Stay tuned. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.